Each week, nearly a dozen movies are released theatrically. 40 films a month, more than 400 a year. That's a plethora of cinema. Too much cinema. You'd have to be an addict to see all that. But don't fret. We've got you covered. This is Cinematics. hey Welcome to Cinematics, episode 139. I'm Anderson Cowan. I blather about films here and there. That's Greg Sorzowski. He's a broadcast film critics association member, BFCA member, or actually, what is it now, Greg? A critics' Choice member. A, a Critics' Choice member. Uh, a 50-year-old Asian man. Manny, uh, a 50-year-old Asian man. Lives with his mother. He lives yeah. with his mom. Not in the basement. There aren't basements out here in California. <laughs> but he lives out Doesn't watch movies. Still goes to the workout thing every other day. What? You don't watch movies? I, yeah, I was supposed to see Venom last night, but I told, I emailed him. I, I live with my mom. I can't, uh, oh, I, I can't do the asymptomatic thing. I don't want to give it to her. You're true. But here I am going to the, the, the gym where people are just coughing up a storm and mm. benching. Hey, how does your mom a, feel I'm, about that? I, not not so much. No? Not so, no she's, she's not into it. No, she, wants, she, wants, she wants me to work out because I'm overweight. So Does she want you to watch Venom? You're not that overweight. No, she, doesn't, you, she, she doesn't want me to watch Venom. No, no, no she doesn't. Do you want to watch Venom? Do you want to watch Venom? No, no. no I'm watching have, Venom. Oh, no, you're going to watch Venom. I'm watching it on Thursday night. On Thursday night. You're not going to go to your old stomping grounds, are you? This is now no, a no, change. I'm watching it out here. Oh, yeah. geez. Are you going to be a little bit sad when you realize know. that you're going to miss the old ones? The I'm going to miss the old ones. I don't drive to the old ones. They're not that far. 30 minutes. But they're the, my old one, my main Round theater. Round is a lot, buddy. My main theater, they're about to uh, rip it down. They're going to be ripping it down soon because they're building that new one across okay. the street. That's so true. That's true. I, I will have my last day in my old theater. I've probably seen, I don't know, 100, 150 movies in there at least because I've been going to that theater since the 90s. I used to I'd commute to that one when I lived far away from it. I, and, that, and then it was my five-minute-away theater. I, I literally could get door-to-door five minutes. <laughs> Park the car in the theater five minutes from my front step. Yes. And uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to miss that, Greg. So I, you, that, that, you don't even know what your, your new one is. I haven't been to it yet, no. Well, what if it's horrible? It could be. Are you gonna be dis- I'm dis- prepared. Are you going to be, be disenchanted and realize that the move wasn't worth it when you realize the theater sucks? Oh, yes. Believe me. There's plenty <laughs> of things. But I won't, I'll keep my mouth shut because oh, the wife is happy. Of the course. wife is happy. Of course. Uh, of course. But yeah, I'm christening that, my new theater with uh, Venom. <laughs> Venom 2. Well, you're such a fan of the original, mm. right? No. Not I, hey, I loved Upgrade. Upgrade was great. Uh, what does that have to do with it? Upgrade. It's the same story, essentially. Oh, that's true. That's true. But with Stem with the is Venom. With someone who looks like Tom Hardy, right? So Yes, exactly. I, <laughs> I, I, I've said it a bunch of times. I love Upgrade, but you take Upgrade, and it's like 80% a great movie, and you take Venom, and it's 20% a great movie, and you combine those two points. <laughs> it's a perfect movie. Yes, yes. And Just the jokes look so bad. They feel bad, Greg. It just I'm not excited about the, Venom. I'll be spewing my... Uh, my Venom, about Venom, uh, look at that, uh, Friday morning uh, into a uh, camera and uh, posting it on my uh, YouTube page. Yes. I took last week off. There's nothing uh, Because you were sick and you were week. moving. That's why. I mean, sick, moving, and it, it lined up. There was like nothing that came out that it was, other than on these grounds. It's the only movie that I really wanted to see last week. Okay. Yeah. Hey, speaking of movies I want to see in October, though, I got a number. Oh, you got, oh, you got, oh, you're going to the numbers already? You're going to our- I, I got a few. Got a, wait, you got a number? Before we get to the, to the few, do we do we do our Patreon? Because we just finished recording our Patreon. Maybe we should go go with our randomized right now. What numbers? What year we're going to cover for for November's Patreon? Oh, we should absolutely do that, Greg. Do that, yeah. So, listeners, it, recently we just recorded the 1976 episode. Just wrapped it up. Just wrapped it up. And Anderson's choice was the outlaw Josie Wales, and my choice was Gator, directed and starring 
Burt Reynolds. So if you want to check that out, check us out on Patreon. Five dollar catch all. I tier. forgot the end of my movie though, which is a huge problem. Oh, so no, you know, it, you're not getting your money's worth because I actually forgot how it ended. Greg had to tell me. That's, in all fairness, you were moving. You're I'm had sorry. A lot of stuff going, I got going a lot on. of guilt about it, Greg. As you can tell. And know uh, your Indians, by the way. Know your Indians. Know your Indians. Yeah, I'm and kidding, I swear. And, and also, I also suggested that Clint Eastwood didn't direct my movie. It's been a few weeks since I watched <laughs> that movie and did all the the the, 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 research, the notes yeah? and research yeah? okay. and. I, I, I thought I, I, I could just fly off the seat of my pants, but uh, no, I, I needed to, to, to look at my research more. Also, my, my computer is down, so yes. I'm going to lean on that. Also, we had, we're not going to say it here, but we also had some some surprise thoughts on the Burt Reynolds film Gator. Surprise, surprised me. Why do you got to sell me out about getting my, my Indians confused? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You did it. They were both in the same movie. No, folks, you listen to their Patreon now, you'll, you'll see. A lot of, yeah, a lot of shame there. A lot of shame. Okay, well, Thank there's going to God, it's an exclusive group of you. There's going to be no shame this month because we're going to be doing our Patreon. Patreon episode a little bit earlier this month for November. We got. We hope to. We're over fifty percent in on, on the movies that we. Yeah, we just did episode thirty of uh, what is that? Uh, Forty nine movies. Fifty. Oh, 50 movies. Okay, nineteen. <coughs> we were covering I think nineteen forty to nineteen eighty nine or nineteen ninety or something like that. Yeah, nineteen eighty nine. So that'd be so, fifty movies because people do that all the time. But you don't count nineteen. You forget to count nineteen forty, which is a zero, true. right? So yes. zero to nine would be ten. So yeah, yeah. 50, 50 years we're covering here over the span of fifty months. We just did the thirtieth. Uh, and it's a random number generator tells us which year we're going to be uh, looking at, and it goes a little something like this. Okay, let's see what we got. 1969. 1969, and okay. that is a virgin year for us, Greg, so I, I circle. I think that's a summer of love, right? 1969 or revolutionary. Or the, I think there was a movie called 1969. Well, this is great. Kiefer Sutherland. This, is, this is really good because I have an hour and a half left of um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What do you mean? I'm listening to it on uh, book oh, on tape. Oh, oh book on tape. It's, it's good? been my company for like all the cleaning of the old house and moving and all the back and forth that I had to do. There's a lot of solitary uh, work, uh, you know, in, in moving once uh, you get the child and the, and the, and the, and the, and the wife, the mother in, in, in the new house. I, I feel like I, I got. Like a frontiersman, Greg. I, yeah. got, I, I get them to the new location, the new house, and then I go do all the work, all the hard, the hard like uh, lifting and and uh, cleaning of the old house. She tried to help, and I'm just a control freak. I'm like, no, I'll do it. I'll is do it. It's safe to say that you're the man of the house now. Is that a proper term? Is that a proper term? To I feel like use, I, I was arguably the man, the man of, the of the house in the last place too. But uh, uh, my wife is a very strong woman, so yes, it's, uh, yes. You know, by, by no means do I wear the pants. Correct? No, you don't wear the pants, but you are the man. As far as the the, the plumbing, if or there's the, a the, bug the, the or bug a rodent, or, or like in the old house, there is a, a time where uh, um, a possum got its head stuck in a fence. Oh, you do it! I was sitting in a movie theater, and I got the text about it, so I, I left that movie theater pronto. Uh-huh. I remember I told you five minutes door to door. That really came in handy that night because I got back to the house. It was during the tra- the trailers, the twenty three minutes of trailers that we get at these AMC theaters, and. Uh, the possum had, had freed itself by the time I got there. So the gloves and the, the towel that I had retrieved were, were of no use because the, the possum was already gone. And then I got back in my cart and got to the got back to the movie before it began. That's very cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. What Can't do you, that anymore. What were we going to do the possum? Just let it go? Let it yeah, go? Yeah, I would have done. It probably would have tried to bite me and stuff, but I would have lifted its head over. Because there was like a metal pole and then a wooden fence. And it got its head somehow stuck in there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, she, you know, that, that's that's... That uh, I'm the man of the house when things like that. Do you happen. do human humane traps for the rats too? Humane traps. I used to. Yeah, have a heart. It was like a little. Uh, cause my old two houses ago uh, had rats uh-huh. and cockroaches until we got the uh, the pest uh, control to come out. Yeah. But I took care of the rats myself. Like uh, I was catching two, three rats a night for a while. Go, and you let them go. Yeah, that was part of the problem. I take them down the street to like where the buses come, and I would yeah. let them go. But it was like those little uh, cages, and they go in and get the food, and then the the door closes behind them. 
and and then they'd be in there. I'd be like, hey, guys, what's up? I've let, I, I, they were tree rats. They weren't sewer rats, so they were kind of uh, cute. I usually let them go to heaven. That's what I, <laughs> that's, that's what I usually do. Uh, but speaking of which, 1960. Greg, that's so horrible. I know it's horrible. Don't it's do good. that. Hey, it's if you're listening to this, if you got to kill sorry, your rodents, sorry. and I get it, a lot of people have big problems, and you should, because yeah, they either carry yeah. disease and whatnot. You got to yeah. get rid of them, whether you do it like I did, which is let them down the street and hope they go to another neighbor's house, or uh, you actually kill them. Don't get the glue traps. I mean, Don't. speaking of Once a time, Upon a Time in Hollywood, no I, glue traps. my favorite movie of that year a couple years ago. But uh, the, the most disturbing thing in that entire movie was in uh, George Spawn's little shack, and he, there, it was all disheveled. And Squeaky was wandering around making George's breakfast, and or actually, she was watching TV. She was watching TV at that time, and there's a shot, a, a punch in of a, of a rat in a glue trap, and they gnaw off their own feet to get away, their own legs. Horrible. It's terrible. Horrible. Don't do it. Yeah, it's, make the do the quick one. Yeah, quick I, one. Quick, quick. Yeah, that's what I do. I, I yeah. do the quick thing. Um, 1969, by the way, is the year we're covering in November, and I remember I offhandedly said it's a movie that. Stars Kiefer Sutherland. I was just called remember, 1969. called 1969, and I was correct. It stars Kiefer Sutherland and Robert Downey Jr. Mm. Directed by Ernest Thompson. I have even no idea if this movie is any good. It's about 69. Oh yeah, the whole movie. The whole movie and Bruce Dern's in it. That's my brand of humor. You, right very good, you just very got good. a little taste I, I, of it. Greg. I don't even. I, I have it's no just, idea. It's Robert Downey Jr. and uh, and who else? And uh, Kiefer uh, Kiefer Sutherland and 69 in the entire movie. Right. I have no idea what that number is. I live with my mother. Mm. Uh, so Winona, Winona Ryder's also in it. So this mm. might be one of his movies. I 1969. It. I doubt it. Okay, I mean, but when did it come out, though? It came out in uh, it came out in 19 probably 1989. So yeah. that can't be our pick. You understand? It can't be. Yeah, it's 1988. But what's cool is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Even though I don't like the book nearly as much as the movie, uh, this far there's still an hour and a half to go. You know, it's funny in the, in the book. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Yo, the end of the movie. Is the middle of the book? Oh, that's weird. Yeah, so all the big reveal and the big like you know climax that already happened like four hours ago. I'm, I'm listening to it on tape, uh, but I still got an hour and a half left. But it's 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 pretty masturbatory. It's pretty masturbatory. It's, it's if you love the movie, it's just a lot of extra layers to this, right? <sighs> Not even. Yeah, it's it's like scenes that. It's a weird process to write a novel and then adapt that. Or did he write the novel afterwards? I don't even know. I just know that uh, he wrote the novel afterwards. afterwards yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I guess he just has some I'm things swirling around uh, about those characters, and he wanted uh, them to breathe a little bit more. Like uh, the the best part so far that is in the book uh, that was not in the movie is uh, an extended conversation with the little girl and uh, and, oh, great. and Leo Leo's character. Uh, they they go on and on and on. There's there's more to that relationship in that scene. Uh, but beyond that, so anyway, what the point is that the movie takes place in like 68, 69, right? So there's a lot of references to the Hollywood uh, of 1969 in that book, which I'm hearing about. Uh, and I will uh, hopefully put that to use in uh, in in our... 1969 month very cool. for Patreon. Very nice. Very cool. Very I, cool. I'm glad it'll line up that way. It very line up very. very do, you, do you consider listening to an audiobook reading? Is it? Do you, what do you? No. Think? No. Actually, you know what? The, my, Why the not? listeners because are so you're... great. A, a listener, and I, I don't have my computer or anything in front of me, so thank you very much. I should know, and I'm sure I know who you are. Might be Clay. Who gave? Me? Somebody sent me the uh, the audible book on tape of What's Upon a Time in Hollywood, cool. and yeah. somebody sent me uh, somebody different sent me the actual. Uh, Jared sent me the actual book. Book. Oh, nice. Yeah, so uh, I got. I, I, and I'm like, you know what? Now's the perfect time because I got all these hours of uh, w- w- work to do. I that I can just turn. Usually, when I'm doing work, Greg, I got to think. I can't like you know be listening to something in the background because it's like researching for movies and stuff. Yeah. That's true. Sometimes I'll put a movie on in the background that I've already seen while I'm researching for movies, but I I can't like for white noise. 
Yeah, for a while, just to catch up. Like, I did it with Soul Man the other day, because <laughs> we were doing top five uh, worst movie concepts. Okay. And Soul Man was going to be on my list, but I'm like, Did I all of them star C. Thomas Hall? All I five movies? I have seen the movie in yeah. like 40 oh, years, so I should put it on the background. It was shocking, Greg. It was right. worse than I remembered. <laughs> shocking. <laughs> Soul Man. Can you imagine? C. Thomas Hall. Wow. Amazing. Here's the, here's the premise of Soul Man. We're going to uh, take this poor kid who can't get into Harvard can't get into Harvard Law because they've met their quota. He's not quite there. But then he realizes, hey, if I take a bunch of tanning pills and jerry curl my hair, uh, they'll think I'm black and I, I can get in because uh, they have four spots for uh, for, for African Americans. And he does. If you ever if you ever sat in the round table again and you got to see Thomas Howell, would you ask him about Soul Man? No. Oh, you wouldn't have the temerity That's to rude. ask him? That's rude. That's rude. You'd ask him about the outsiders and working with Coppola as a, when you really want to ask him about Soul Man, right? Poor C. Thomas. He had a promising <laughs> career, right? He's had a good career. I mean, he's, he's solid. He's solid. Now, what did you... Do you remember anything from last month ah, that you man. saw, September, that was really good? Anything? <sighs> I wish I had my little trusty book, but I do not, Greg. I'm trying um, to think of movies that I that I liked. But I all. can tell you one right off the bat is Fish and Men, which I saw, and I've wanted to see that for a while because it is a documentary all about uh, Gloucester, Gloucester, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. small fishing community. I, I was shocked because we have all heard of Gloucester, right? Yeah. Gloucester, well, of course, Gloucester, of course, yeah. Gloucester. Uh, 30,000 people make up the population of Gloucester. 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 And uh, it's about the fishing uh, community there and how they're taking a massive hit because of the way, uh, you know, the industry is shifting to much bigger boats and uh, not nearly as good for the ocean. And ultimately, it's a response to Seaspiracy, despite the fact that it was made, I think, before Seaspiracy. Right, you were mentioning that. But uh, I highly recommend this movie. Last I checked, it was for rent. But uh, there's a lot of very valuable information in there. It goes down smooth. It's an easy watch. And you learn a whole lot about the fishing industry. And ultimately, Seaspiracy is propaganda. It's vegan propaganda. It was good. But I think it might do some more harm than than good, uh, ultimately. I just said ultimately and good a lot. Uh, But (laughs) Fish and Men seemed to be much more fair. It was definitely on the side of the small town family uh, fishing vessels. And you see why. They make great arguments. And I didn't feel like I was being yelled at or or propagandized. I'm sorry. What is this? Was this a Netflix movie? No, not Netflix. It was for rent last I checked. Okay. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's education for sure. And, uh, you know, people need to start... You know, opening their minds to eating different kinds of fish. Here's a, here, this isn't even covered in the movie, but uh, and, and this is going off of what my dad used to tell me, so take it with a grain of salt. But he, his favorite fish was orange roughy. You ever heard of orange roughy? Yeah, my, my late father used to love it. Yeah? That was his number one. My dad loves his orange roughy. I don't even see it in the market. I don't, even, I don't even remember eating it. My dad always mentioned, let's, let's go, let's tell my mom, he said, let's go eat some orange roughy all the time. Orange roughy. And orange roughy. my dad yeah. told me that he read an article about orange roughy, and because it kind of, he remembered when orange roughy became a thing. Yeah. Like, I remember once. Swai became a thing. Swai, like, swai. I don't. I never heard of swai. S W A I. It's a okay. it's a mass produced farm fish which you don't want to eat. You don't want to eat these farmed fish. Ew. That's not good. Uh-huh. Uh, you can there are farms like for uh, bivalves and whatnot which mm-hmm. are good like uh, cl- clams and and, and sure. oysters and those those kinds of farms are all right. A lot of the fishing farms not too good, but. Uh, that's why I kind of came out of no, it's like a, kind of a catfish or something, and, and, and it just kind of came out of the blue. Like and now they have it in the, in the market. My dad says he remember when Orange Ruffy came into a bean, and he, he did the I don't know how he found out, but uh, it turns out that Orange Ruffy used to be called Slimehead. That was the name of the fish. Oh. And then they sat around. They're like, how can we sell the Slimehead because it's got a great taste? It's a nice white fish. It's mild. Uh, we got to change the name. What do we change it to? And they came up with Orange Ruffy. 
It's catchy. <laughs> it's catchy. It sounds tasty, right? I'll have, want, a, I'll have, I'll have a roughy. I want some orange roughy right now. Yeah, I have a roughy on the side. No, I wonder if good. they've renamed it again. And now it's something else. I have not seen Orange Ruffy in years. Yeah, I remember my dad used to always say that. Orange Ruffy, Orange Ruffy. But yeah, the point of, the, of that entire story was what you learn in uh, um, Fishing Men is that uh, there's a lot of bycatch out there that uh, is sustainable and it just gets kind of thrown back into the ocean or ground up or used for various things. And we need to uh, learn to eat some of this bycatch that is sustainable because people are afraid of the ocean. They're afraid of seafood. And they just want to eat the same unsustainable fish over and over and over again. Yeah. And uh, they, they go into uh, some of these like uh, high-end um, restaurants that are, are using the, some of the bycatch and like more exotic type foods. It's very interesting. Fish and men. I, Will you uh, change recommend. your diet now because of the fish that you eat because of this? I mean, I, yeah, I've done that. Uh, I've been doing that for a long time. Like, I'd never eat farm, raised anything other than clam. I'd like to get to a place, Greg, where I eat nothing but bivalves because they don't have a nervous system. They don't have a brain. They don't know they're alive. They don't know they're dead because they don't think. I would like to only eat that kind of meat and mm. no other meat. But no, I still eat the cows. Still yeah. eat the fishies. <laughs> still, still do that. Still eat the chickens. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, okay, so September, the one movie that stood out for me, but it didn't stand out for a lot of other people, was the Paul Schrader film, The Card Counter, starring mm. Oscar Isaac. Mm. I found that to be mm. one of my favorites this year. Mm. And I'm sure while you were watching it, you reviewed this on, on your channel, right? Yeah. On your CCP channel. You, were you thinking that this is probably a Greg movie when you were watching it? It felt a little Greggy. <laughs> okay. It yeah. felt a little gre- because it's brooding, it's ambiguous, and it takes its time telling its narrative. I highly suggest this movie if you're if you're a Paul Schrader fan. Can we at least say that? Yes, it's a Paul Schrader film. Like this is a this is Paul Schrader doing a a smaller version of Taxi Driver again, right? Which sure. he's been doing. He's yeah. been doing that. Like where the the lead character is uh uh Having he's an outsider to society, essentially he's trying to remove himself from society. He's a, a, a solitary lone wolf, uh, despite the fact that other people are trying to get in. And then there's a, a, a pretty bloody, crazy climax. Yes, that's that's Taxi Driver. Yeah, same, Over, right? Same, same. No first good, reformed, right? Same. No good. No good deed goes unpunished, right? That that he likes to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that he likes to, likes to espouse. He does. Yeah, and uh, again, it's it's an acquired taste because if you like these really still shots, very painter, painterly like shots, and everything moves a little <clears throat> bit slow and methodical, then I think the card counter works. It doesn't work if you're into flash or a little bit more of a. And more energetic level of pacing, which this movie does not have. It doesn't work if you if you feel bad for actors too who don't get a, a second take, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I mean, I, I felt like poor Ty Sheridan and uh, and Tiffany fun. and Tiffany Haddish both the, the, uh, were adrift in this movie. They were in a different movie. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm choking. Okay, no worries. <coughs> yeah, no, no. I, I like I like this movie. Ultimately, our buddies. Uh, Eric and, and Bruce, they were just mediocre on this movie as well. I think most people were mediocre on the car- card count. I liked parts of it quite a bit. I liked the story as a whole, and I, Oscar Isaac crushed it. He always does. He, but the it was the, the main takeaway, the thing I'm going to remember most, is just how bad I felt for Tiffany Haddish. Cause I, and she kind of grew as the movie went on. I don't know if they shot it in order, but she found her foot in a little bit as the movie went on. But there are some, there are some takes that I haven't seen takes that bad since... Ty Sheridan too. Since like when I was watching student films in film school, like Whoa. bad, really, really, wow. really bad. Greg, you don't see that kind of stuff anymore. Hi, yeah, my goodness, we have hu- highly different takes on the card counter. Fairness, most people agree on your 
on your end. I also uh, saw a movie. With- it felt very old timey. It felt like an old man making an old movie, and it didn't feel like an homage to yesteryear. It felt like that was just what Paul Schrader does, does and likes to do. And did, was it the same style? He's reworking his same stuff that he's been doing since the seventies and eighties. But the style, like the dissolves and the uh, the fade to blacks, I don't remember that being distracting in First Reformed, which is the most recent uh, Paul Schrader right. film, or Autofocus, right? Yeah, those are more enervating films. Those are more really. This one's more of a, I think, more of a cerebral slow burn. Slow is what burn. He's going for. Slow burn. So that and, was. Oh, a, hey, can we continue to card counter for a minute? Like, what was with the card counting and 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 the the little lessons that he would give the audience about gambling? What what, what was that for? Was that filler? I think that was filler. Was I supposed to really be learning about Texas Hold'em, which is kind of like a household game that everyone I knows? Think it, I think it's just trying to show how regimented his life and how small his life is. His life is just so regimented into counting those cards, and ultimately he wants to live in a prison of his own making, literally and figuratively, right? So he, but he, he would, he would speak son. directly to the audience. He narrated the movie, Oscar Isaac's character, and then all of a sudden he's going to this dissertation about, about uh, not even a dissertation, because I wasn't learning anything new about... Uh, Texas Hold'em it was just the odds of it and yeah. it's, it's like okay we, we know that we've seen the World Series of Poker we know how blackjack works it's, it's bizarre. It well, bizarre I learned in roulette if you bet on red and black you're going to come out pretty good against the house I think it's like 57% That's what I, I think that's what the no. card counter said no. no that's just not true that's not true okay, it's not maybe. it's like 48% oh really Yeah. every every single game has the house house now, What what I didn't I, well, I mean, I don't want to get into it, but Pygow was my game, and he talked a lot of crap about Pygow, and Pygow's got the best odds. It's 50-50. <laughs> yeah. It's 50 and that's why they got a VIG. Like, you got to pay a percentage. Like, so if you win 100 bucks, they only give you, like, 95, because that's the only way that the house can make money a on, bit of, on yeah. Pygow, because it's 50-50. Huh? But he said no. He said it was a different, maybe at that particular casino. Did you, did you like Did you like Oscar Isaac in this? He yeah, he's he was great. Oh, great. He's always okay. great, though, right? Yeah. Unless he's great. in Star Wars, and then he's not so great. And lastly, there's a movie called The Guilty. It comes out actually this Friday, but it was out in theaters last. It comes out this Friday on Netflix, but it hit theaters last week. You and I have talked about I The Guilty. I thought it had already come out. I didn't realize. It came out that. last you. week in theaters and comes I, out on I, yeah, Friday. I thought it was on Netflix already. Uh, well, maybe uh, maybe already on Netflix this week, I believe. But ultimately, it's a good movie. You saw but, it? Yeah, I saw it. Did you see the original? Yeah, we love the original. Yeah. But this movie is just a remake of the shot for a shot much, almost. Of, of a better movie. Oh, really? It's a better movie. Yeah. The remake's a better you know, movie. You get this, this uh, helicopter thing. You get a little bit of that L.A. feel to it. You get the wildfires. You get the whole environment of Los Angeles. Yeah. And that's nice with the remake, but I think... That was a uh, ghetto bird. That was what? A ghetto bird. Oh yeah! Oh. I don't know if you're still allowed to say that, but that's what they're called. It's, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a black and white uh, helicopter. It oh. matches the uh, police car. Oh, interesting. Wonder what, what they're circling. But yeah, I, I like the remake. I just thought the original is better. So it's one of these things where oh, you just said that the the, the guilty was better. No, the guilty, which is the there, there's two movies. There's the original from several years back from 2018 called the guilty. And then there's the remake, which is again called the guilty with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, so that's why it's confusing because you were saying the guilty is better than the guilty. Well, the, the remake is not as good as the original. Okay. Yeah, bottom line. And Jake Gyllenhaal is very good in this movie, but they had to make the main character different. So his character is an LAPD person. He's more emotional and emotive. And what made the original really cool was the, ori- the original character was just more calm and collected. Yeah, so when until every- he wasn't. Until he wasn't. And yeah. that made the impact bigger yeah. than the remake. But for people who haven't seen the original, this might have a bigger impact on them. Uh, location-wise, do they stay in dispatch or do they... Do stay, they get stay in dispatch oh, that's, that's in Los ballsy. Angeles. And it's set within the wildfires of LA around that time. Okay. So, yeah, not bad. So those are, those are the movies from September. We're off to October. 
Is it uh, akin to, like, let's say, Let the Right One In, uh, as opposed to the remake Let Me In? Let Me Right, right. Yeah, right? no, Which, I've only seen Let Me In. I've ne- never seen Let the Right One In. I heard, oh, yeah, I, I, I heard the, the right original's one. a classic. Heard the original. Greg, I want to hurl you into this pool. <laughs> yeah, I, I want right. to throw you right it's into nice, the pool. It's a nice pool, actually. Very, very nice. I need to take a dip as punishment. By the way, your, your new pool is very clean, by the way. It I, is. I well, the pool guy was here yesterday, so that makes sense. Are, are you going to take a swim in it? Have you taken this with you and Atticus? I have not even put my toe in here. I have not had a chance to indulge. The most indulgent things that I've done in this house. Oh, I'm yeah. sitting here with you. Okay, I'm, is, I'm sleeping. Is Atticus in, interested in go, going to the pool and swimming a little bit? Is he excited? There's about no it? heater in this pool, which is unfortunate. Because, Can you uh, do something about that or not? Yeah, but it costs a lot of money, so I'm, I'm just going to deal with it for the time being. Oh, okay, okay. But, I'm just not going to sleep. I, I mean, sleep. I'm not. I'm not going to swim in it for nine months out of the year. It's just going to be like taking up most of the backyard, and then three months out of the year, we're going to be in it every day because it's 120 degrees out here regularly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, you have a nice green zone, so I think maybe on a hot day. It looks nice, though. It's like an old timey pool, right? It's got yeah, it's, it's nice dark. with a brick. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like nice. it. All right, so yeah, October first. Yeah, I hope I'll, I line up on some of these great. I know, I know one of the four. Okay, what is your first pick? There are three art house movies that are coming out in I the month know. of October, mm-hmm. and I am excited to see all of them. And uh, as I said on the old film vault um, when we were doing the top five uh, winter fall preview. Uh, I, I am anticipating hating two of these three. Okay. The first one that I'm going to talk about because it comes out first, and that's October 1st. It's Titan. Mm-hmm. Titan. Now, have you seen Raw? Yes, we've talked about yes, Raw. Yes, well, Raw. We, we did this on Cinematics maybe four, four or five years ago. We saw that first Cinematics? Yeah, female yeah. vampire thing. No, not, she loves blood. She, she loves, loves meat. It's an allegory. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a vampire, young virginal girl going off to college and then kind of experimenting. Oh, right. That's my bad. She's a uh, vegetarian. And she goes off to uh, veterinarian school, and uh, somewhere along the line, gets more than a taste of 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 mu- uh, meat and blood. I mean, she goes overboard. Yeah, like she ha- both, needs it. We both liked it a lot. And yeah, and uh, we did. And now we have a a follow up from Julia Dusorno. 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 Ducorno. 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 I I said the name. Just yesterday on the film vault, probably ten times, yeah. and I finally felt like I, I nailed it. Mm-hmm. now I get I get some uh, I get uh, I get some hate, Greg, for not knowing people's names. This is hard to pronounce her name, but I I'm just not good with names. Period. And they, people say I should I should study up on that and I should know the correct pronunciation for all the names that I say. Mm-hmm. And my, my answer to that is that would take a lot of work. <laughs> it would take a lot. Speaking of a lot of work, do you even know what the plot line of Titan is? Dakarnow. Dakarnow. Do you even know what what the plot synopsis or the, yeah, yeah. what it's about? Yeah. What is it about? Uh, it's, well, I mean, from the trailer, I, 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 it involves car car wrecks, uh, surviving car wrecks. Uh, a father comes back into a life who's been gone for a while. And uh, Have you seen this? So the plot synopsis, I will answer that in a second. Uh, quote, a metal highly resistant to heat yeah. and corrosion oh, with, yes. with high tensile strength alloys. The definition. Often used in medical prosthesis due to its pronounced bicompatibility. Runs at 108 minutes. One of my favorite films of the year. Oh. Okay, well, out. first of all, let me just tell you, Greg, that's not a plot, that's not a plot line. That just plot. happens to be in the log line, which was bizarre. The fact that they put a, a definition in the log line on IMDb, you never see that. But they did that with Titan, just so we, we know what Titan is. Uh, but there's more to the log line than that. There's so this more, is one of your favorites, huh? Yeah, the the main actress is me. Agatha uh-huh. or Agathe A A G A T H E Rousseau Roussel, and she is the main character in this. The, the the lead actress from Raw is in this as well. Oh, for a little bit, she's mm-hmm. in this. But Agatha, I'm just gonna call it Agatha. She plays a woman who, when she was young, yeah, she, she got into a car crash, yeah, 
And unfortunately, when she was a kid, they had to place a metal yeah, thing a scar in her tissue. Head, scar tissue on the side. So yeah, that's why crown, she crown. They call it a crown. crown. And then they put a metal thing in her head. Mm-hmm. But even with a car crash, she feels very, let's just say, very close to cars. Mm-hmm. She has a very strong kinship to cars. Mm-hmm. And this young woman, this this little kid grows up to be a woman who, let's just say without giving too much away, she is very sociopathic. Uh-huh. She's sociopathic. She has a very close relationship to cars. The second part of that story is there's a father who who is still looking for his son mm-hmm. who's gone missing for years. And this man, played by Vincent Linden. So it's not her dad. I thought it was her dad. Vincent, uh, I, I can't really, I don't want to give too much away, but Vincent Linden, he believes oh, no. he, well, it can't. Oh, she's a girl, right? So he right. believes he's lost. He's lost his son. Oh, I know. Ago. Now I know everything. So no, no. Well, essentially, he's a firefight, firefighter, mm. and ultimately, he's they're buff. He's jacked. He's jacked, as you can see them from the trailer. Ultimately, the paths of the firefighter who's missing his son and is very lonely, uh-huh. and the sociopathic, car-loving young woman, yeah. their paths cross in Titan mm. and sparks fly. This thing looks it, like so good. It's so crazy. It's crazy. Frenetic. And uh, definitely Shades of Gaspar Yes, Shades of Gaspar I believe Bruce Perky, our buddy Bruce Perky, compared it to Climax, which I still haven't seen. Mm, but I have. I th- saw the cum and everything. This, okay. Oh, really? This is, okay, this is very violent as well. There, is, there are some violent stuff. Oh, that was Love that I saw. Oh, love? Climax was the dance one. I saw that one. Okay, well, this one is very stomach-churning. Uh-huh. There are some scenes here that are absolutely gross. A little Cronenberg, yeah? High, a lot of Cronenberg yeah. in this movie, and it is it is just a sight to see. This is one of my favorites of the year, but the big, just based on its audacity and its storytelling and its execution. But I wouldn't recommend this movie to most people. Oh, it's to one, me, would you? Yeah, yeah, I would recommend it to you. Yeah, uh, I'm just excited. like Annette, you you were mixed on Annette, but it's still wor- it was worth watching for you because you got to explore in, in Carax's world, right? We're assuming. Yeah, I, mean, I wish I was watching Holy Motors. Uh, that, that was a much sure. better watch for me. Uh, can I just say that I don't like jacked old guys? They, they make me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> we're gonna be well. You don't. You don't want us. We're to not be gonna jacked? be jacked. Greg. We're, we're not gonna be jacked. Okay. Seeing like old guys like in their fifties with their shirts off and they're all jacked. Like, I, I, it's I think of creepy. porn stars. It's like porn okay. stars. You know, like John I mean? Holmes, like, that kind of thing. Yeah, like the fifty-year-old uh, Randy stars West had to say Randy West yeah, jacked up. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I don't yeah. like it. Max Power, whatever his name was. Yeah, he just Powers. abused poor these poor girls. I never liked those. I, I don't need to see crying mascara and girls when they're having love love escapades. Max, leave them alone. I know. I guess it was the market. For well, Titan is really surprised. It was really brutal, uh, brutal mm-hmm. violent, and surprisingly evocative. I wonder if this is my favorite of my three art house films that I'm very excited about okay. in the month of October. Uh, October first in theaters. What's what's your next one? Uh, you got anything else for October first? I'm, I'm listening to you first. I want to hear your your. Well, picks. I'm done with October first. You're done with October first. Yeah. How are you done with October first? I'm done with October first. Do you like Venom? Do you, do you like? Well, we're not going to talk, talk about Venom, but do you like Tim Blake Nelson? Le- yeah, Legend I do. Of, Legend of Buster Scruggs. Yeah, I, I do. do. You, do you like his Steve, own movie though? Do you like Stephen Dorff? No, I, I can't say that I do. You don't. You, I, mean, I don't dislike him. I don't really. Did he know, show up you, once in a while in, in the old? Uh, no, I didn't meet him. I didn't even meet him once. Uh, it's an, I can't even tell the story without sounding like a total douche. But I was in a hot tub with him once in Hawaii, and uh, and nice guy. He didn't like me much, and he left. Oh. And the girl stayed. That was my story. But I was a different guy back then, Greg. Like, speaking uh, of jacked, like I used to be jacked, and uh, right. yeah, and I and I remember that was like a little feather in my cap because like I uh, I, I out uh, performed. Yeah, what I'm, I'm not telling. I don't want to tell the story. You out back, I, mean, I wasn't performing. I was you just sitting in a hot tub. Uh, Steven Dorf. You, you, I had, won, that you was won that a good, war. That was a good summer in Hawaii. I, I remember there was twin girls that liked me. That was weird. That was They're nice. identical twins, and I remember my dad was pissed because they kept knocking on our 
hotel room trying to get me to come out. Will you tell these girls? I'm like, Dad, they're twins, though. Look at them. Do you miss? Do you, do you regret the the hot tub and not be becoming lifelong friends with Stephen Dorff? No, that? I don't. I don't. Not at all. Okay. I don't. He, he was. Uh, you know what? I think of when I think of Stephen Dorff, SFW, and uh, blue cigarettes, uh, the electronic cigarette yeah, that yeah. he did the advertisements right. for on yeah. the beach. Yeah, yes, he has to make money. He lived in Malibu for a while. Now he lives in a ranch in Tennessee. Mm. See, he's grown up. That's blue cigarette money. <laughs> That's blue cigarette money. Well, Old Henry, it stars Tim Blake Nelson as a farmer mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere. He's raising a son by himself. He's a widow. Uh, he, he's a widower. And uh, what happens is one day when he's out on the out in the forest with his horse, he sees a injured individual who is carrying a satchel of cash, mm. which leads to you know cash in the, out in the middle of nowhere is usually not a bad is usually not a good thing. It's not thing. great, no. One of the people who's actually hunting for that cash and the injured man is mm-hmm. Stephen Dorff, who is the leader of a band of cutthroats. Ultimately, the band of cutthroats will, will go and have a final showdown with Old Henry, who is the farmer played by Tim Blake Nelson. It's a very, it's not a spoiler, it's a very simple movie. Showdown between bad guys and Old Henry is the farmer with his kid. Old Henry might have a past, which is very interesting, I think. A nice little twist to it. By the way, I'm going to save the twist for our Cinematics Patreon members because I did interview director and writer Patsy Ponceroli for Cinematics. So I'm going to actually... I'm going to release that video on Cinematics as well as my YouTube channel, but I'm also going to do the spoilers for Old Henry specifically for our Patreon feed. So again, this movie comes out October 1st. High recommendation. Love, love, love this movie. As you know, I'm a huge Western fan. Old Henry. Henry. Okay, so... Is it straight up Western? Straight up Western. And Tim Blake Nelson, can he carry... That's what your question. Can he carry a lead movie? And the sad thing about it is he can definitely carry a lead movie. And while I was watching... He can carry a movie as a lead? Yeah. Our buddy Eric Holmes is top five for him this year. Oh. And the sad thing about it is you think about, even though Tim Blake Nelson's had an amazing career, Mm. you think about all the lead roles he could have had within the first 20 years. Great actor as a lead. You see Cop Shop? Yeah, I liked it. it. It was a little bit of a... The guy that played Anthony Lamb. What, with a with killer guy? Yeah. The, the funny guy? Yeah, he's great. So great. He's fantastic, right? That guy's been in 150 credits he's got, and we've never seen him do anything close to that as far as I know. I mean, I haven't seen his 150 yeah. credits, but like, there's so, so many great actors out there that just never get a shot, you know? And that guy could be, from Cop Shop, he could be a lead role. He could be a lead he man. He could be a leading, leading man. Yeah, uh, I don't know about like, uh, the love interest, but maybe, I don't know. But He could carry a movie yeah, as much could. as Grillo could, or Butler. Yeah, give me more lamb. He was What's his name? Huss. Huss. Forget, yeah, yeah. Toby Huss, right? Toby it's, Huss. I think maybe. Oh, Huss. I like that Toby Huss. He's, I think it's Toby Huss. Hey, can Huss I just definitely. ask you this? Yes. How bad does uh, Wells Fargo suck? I bank with them, maybe, but pretty bad. Do you? I, they, I they give me some. That. They give, yeah, yeah. They They're the me, worst. They give me some. They gave me some fees. I had to call them up, and they, they did that, right? They, yeah, they, they, sneak, just, in, they, they sneak in. They fees. steal. They just steal from you. Yeah. They get caught, and they continue business. I don't understand. Uh, that was just. Is, that, is this a non segue about Wells Fargo and the banking system? Uh, and how, how you and I? Should I, just, I was just thinking about the money being out in the middle of nowhere, and that's when you get the stagecoach back in the day, and like that's Wells Fargo's Wells entire Fargo. thing. They're still harkening back to like 250 years ago when they used to have stagecoaches, and they were like safely. Transport satchels of money, like that's their claim to fame, and it's two hundred fifty years old. And the catch is, you're saying two hundred fifty years ago, that's they were probably a little bit more trustworthy then with yeah. the stagecoach than they are right now. But they're talking about resting your laurels. Their entire their entire vibe is like, <laughs> yeah, we're the guys who used to like transport money. Two hundred fifty. We, we live in crypto times now, Wells oh, Fargo. My God, you're stealing from people. This should be my my we're recognizing it. Okay, yeah, crypto times. And <laughs> you're you're still your little logo is something that hasn't been in existence for two hundred years. Yes. 
Get with get the program. Get with the program. Get Wells Fargo. Yeah, and I, I actually asked a Wells Fargo teller. She's a nice woman, a Filipino, and I asked her. So, have you started Bitcoin yet? And she says, "I, I need to. I need to feel it and see it mm. to believe it." And I'm thinking, yeah, like the money we deposit on Wells Fargo yeah. online. Come on, do we really see that? Well, she's in the right business if she likes to touch money. But you don't. You don't see that money at ever, ever, because Wells Fargo keeps it. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe charges, charges you for it. All right, October eighth. We move it on. October yes, October eighth. Here's another one of my. Uh, my art house uh, hopefuls, Greg. Yes, let's hear it. Lamb. What is this movie about? It's I have no a, idea. A woman played by Numi <laughs> Pace, know. and she has a, a strange <laughs> connection to a lamb. Yes, I feel like there's loss. I think the story is lost. There's, there's, there's probably child loss towards the beginning of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And and then she uh, becomes smitten with a new addition to their 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 farmstead, which is a baby lamb, and. Uh, I, all I could say is this haunting imagery. <laughs> it's an A24 film, so you know what you're getting into. And this thing could be like uh, Antichrist meets uh, birth. Yeah, it's got it's that just, kind of vibe. It's like she's Mother Mary doing a Mother Mary thing with the, with the goat being, Gia Lamb being Jesus and her being uh, Mary or Mary Magdalene or something. A childless couple, M- Maria and... Ing- Ingvar discover a mysterious newborn on the farm in Iceland. The unexpected prospect of family life brings them much joy before ultimately destroying them, Greg. So I, we know the beginning and the end here now. But Lamb looks like it could be uh, fodder for the eyes or it could be insufferable. I don't know. I, you know, I was actually invited to go see it in a theater, at the yeah. Aero Theater, but too far from us, buddy. Well, too so far. It could be COVID there creeping it's, around. Right? Around that area? Of course. Aero Theater used to play porn. Really? Uh, so says uh, Tarantino in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, the interesting. Book. He was talking about the Aero Theater chain. Was now, he porn. Now, now he owns it. Now he owns it. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now it's a new... new ba- it, was a, it was a vaudeville uh, as well, that, that building. was vaudeville back in the day. Or yeah. Cabaret. One or the other. Yeah. All right, this is directed by uh, uh, Valdemar... I'm going to try. Yeah. Valdemar Johansson. I think that's right. Johansson, mm. I, I got that right. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. And he's uh, known for a lot of special effects and whatnot, and uh, work on uh, Rogue One and Oblivion, he, camera department, and uh, the Tomorrow World, which I never saw. I don't think I need to ever see that Tomorrow World. No, don't, see the, don't see Tomorrow World. Yeah. I don't think I need to. Tomorrow War. Tomorrow, tomorrow War. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow War. No, no, no. I'm not going to see Chris Pratt. No way. I'm going to see that. All right. So is your other... Pick for October fifth, October eighth. Is that uh, No Time to Die? Is that your other? No, no. I thought I'll let you cover that. I have a oh. documentary. Johnny uh, Jimmy Chin made another documentary. The guy that did Maru, of course. We love that Jimmy Chin. He's uh, been showing up uh, with a lot of these climbing documentaries, and he has one a documentary about the uh, the saving, the rescuing of the uh, the soccer team, uh, and uh, that looks interesting to me. Oh, and it's what called, is it called called Rescue. Oh, rescue. Okay, yeah. And you like? Do you like Maru? The rescue. I'm sorry. The rescue. The, and then, I like I like Jimmy Chin too. So okay, cool. October eighth. Also on October eighth is this movie called Mass, and it centers on a group of parents, two sets of parents: Reed, Bernie, and Ann Dowd, and Jason Isaacs and Martha Plimpton. Great to see Martha Plimpton and stuff. But they're in this movie that's written and directed by Fran Krantz, and it centers on these two parents who are suffering their own respective share of grief and the movie deals with how they move forward as separate sets of families now the reason why it sounds the reason why i'm mentioning this this drama mass which which is being released on october 8th via bleaker street getting great word of mouth Mm. huge word of mouth so it sounds like a very boring movie that i don't want to see yeah but i'm hearing great things about it it's not too far from uh from oscar bait time too oscar bait time 
and movies we, that are released in October do uh, break through and that you see them uh, nominated for sure. Yeah, and Jason Isaacs, Martha Plimpton, both really wonderful actors. So that would be my choice for October 8th. As far as No Time to Die, two hours and 43 minutes of James Daniel Craig's final hurrah as James Bond. I'm not going to watch it in theaters. I'll probably just wait till it gets into digital download or whatever. Hmm. Carrie Fuganagua, uh, it's great that he's doing it. It's not going to be a Fuganaga movie, though. It's, but it's, it's going to be it's a James Bond movie, right? Am I, am I, there'll be one, there'll probably be like one or two scenes. And, and this is no. conjecture. I don't yeah. know. But there'll be one or two scenes. There's probably going to be an incredible long take in there because, you know, God knows what Fuganaga can do with that kind of uh, budget. And, uh, you know, uh, they, they will allow him that, I would imagine, because he's known for his incredible long takes. That uh, episode four of season one of... Uh, what was it? What was it called? True Detective. True Detective. It's just it's it's still mind boggling. It was so good, but yeah, we're gonna get that within that two hours and forty three minutes, and uh, maybe one other Fukunaga, and then the rest is gonna be James Bond for the James Bond uh, fan base, which is huge. Yeah, I'm not fun. part of that fan base, so I don't know if I need to sort for needles in the haystacks. I still haven't seen Beast of No Nation, so pretty good. Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Okay. It felt like a Netflix, like a, like a quality Netflix movie. Okay, quality Netflix. You know what movie. I mean? Yeah, and you know, I like, I like his, I like his work as a filmmaker. Netflix movies have kind of, as of late, exposed themselves as like straight to DVD movies, straight to VHS movies, but high end straight to DVD movies. Like for example, Chris, Chris Hemsworth in an action movie, maybe not in theaters. Extraction. Yeah, it's quite good enough. Attraction uh, wasn't bad. I mean, all movies are high end movies compared to like what they used to be, right? Yeah, that's true. You don't see the really terrible movies anymore. Yeah. All right. All right. So that, that those are my choices for October eighth. We're now on October fifteenth. We got the, three more weekends. The ultimate, the ultimate pick for October fifteenth. Obviously, who knows? I don't know if I'll ever get back to the theaters again. But the last duel, directed by one of my all-time favorite directors, Ridley Scott. How do, how much do I love Ridley Scott? During, when it was released that year, The Counselor was one of my favorite films. That's how much I love Ridley <laughs> it's Scott. Not Ridley Scott. Uh, are you, yeah, it is. yeah. Are it's you, not really Ridley Scott, though. I didn't see any Ridley Scott. You saw more Cormac McCarthy being uh, very excessive when his, in his I saw a thing that's just not lining up. Like the, like the, <laughs> like the gears in the machine were just like not broken. Aligned. It was broken. It was weird. It was bizarre because yeah. everything was there, and it just not, none of it felt honest or true or right. It just. You don't, you don't like the th- way Brad Pitt with the thing on that, his neck, the little thing? It's like nice. a fun little gimmick. And also the uh, suction cup. Uh, <laughs> remember the, the catfish or suckerfish scene? Hey, ca- how about Cameron Diaz doing Cameron her, Diaz. Uh, Cameron Diaz doing her version of Titan on, on a car? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, the yeah, suckerfish. They call it suckerfish. Disgusting. Horrifying. Scary. Okay. <laughs> that, so, that's all I really remember from that movie. But so the last duel, this one was with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in a oh, period film. Michael Fassbender acting his balls off, and in, in, uh, as though he was in a different movie too. I felt bad for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. I so yeah, the last duel. Sorry, the last duel. Uh, yeah, are you excited about this one? This I am. I am excited Adam about Driver, this Adam Driver, it's showdown, mano y mano kind I'm of I'm really thing. curious if a uh, uh, Matt Damon and, and Ben Affleck can can write a compelling story because they're credited as the writers of this one. And I'm, I'm curious to see if it, it's actually good. I don't know if they can write or not. Well, they, they actually, yeah, they, they wrote it and then they got some help from director Nicole Hall of Center. So she's a little Hall bit. Hall of Center, is that how you say it? Because she's Center, the one who did uh, Enough Said. She's got a great track record. She's good. Not very, bad. Very curious. Because this is a female driven movie as yes. well. I, Supposedly, really... it's a female. It, that's the one who steals the show. Yeah. Jody, uh, whatever her name, Comer. She's, yeah. Yeah, she's the, she's the one. Not, not Affleck, who has a small role, or Damon, or Driver. It's a woman, a 
she's she's the star of the movie. But it's Matt Damon who makes a massive transformation, which you can see in the trailer, and that's. Uh, I don't believe him for one second, but I'm still really. Yeah, I, I do. I, I am buying warrior. It. Okay, he's all uglied up. Yeah, he's all scarred up. Okay. He looks like a brute. Hey, you didn't take the bait, Greg. I was talking about. I'm curious to see if these two kids uh, can uh, can can write. Because I, you know, I don't know if they can or not. You didn't take the bait. It's not a bait because they, they, they what? They they wrote one thing. They they won the Oscar, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, yeah that's but it. They, I, I I do not believe that they wrote that. I still uh, don't. You still, you still don't. How do you how do you write that? You win the Oscar for it, and then you don't write anything again until uh, till the last duel twenty years later. They're busy. They're busy making their millions, leading men. So. Why don't they write their own stuff if they're uh, Oscar winning writers? And then writers? Affleck did his own thing. He did his. Uh, he did all those movies like Live by Night and the the movie. Have the, you seen them? Yeah, yeah, they're good. I've seen them, the town. The Is town, it? not bad. Mm. What's that other movie with it when he's uh, the, the the one that got the most? The script of. Goodwill Hunting is so effing good. It would have been really hard to mess up that movie. That's true. To make a bad movie out of that script, yeah. it was so good, you're so strong. It. And you're and wondering I've seen no shades of it in Affleck's work. Any Affleck work, no shades. And you're wondering why Damon took so all this time to to write. Why, why are they sitting around? Why are they waiting for like a King Charles or whatever it is uh, <laughs> movie? I, Knights of the Round Table movie is bizarre. Well, we'll see. I'm just excited for the last duel. Do you have anything else on October 15th that that week? I'm a little curious about Halloween Kills. I might break my own little rule and, and see it, uh, despite the fact that I've not seen most of the Halloweens. I've seen the first three, and I don't know if I can say I've seen any since. But I'm a little curious to see her back. In, You're not a fan uh, of the Lido. genre, the horror genre. I'm not a giant horror guy. Um, I did love that Malignant, though. My God, did I love Malignant. Very good movie, because it's not a horror film. It's a weird, it's a campy thriller. It is horror, though. It has elements of horror. And, and the movie was so uh, polarizing, I had to have an opinion about it. So I sat down and watched it. I'm like, yeah, this seems like a bad James Wan movie. There's a, he has bad acting throughout his movies. He has stiff performances and like, tropes. And it, they're not bad. They're just, you know, they're, they're cheeseburgers. And then, and, then, and then the reveal comes. So I'm like, oh, my God, what's happening? I love this movie. Great reveal. So much fun. Yeah. I, but, uh, yeah, and then David Gordon Green. I, I, I like him as a director. He's very uh, eclectic. Very, Very eclectic, eclectic. Yeah. yeah. Good guy. Good guy. I've interviewed him before. A nice, nice human being. He's, his film professor was uh, my film professor before it was my film professor. Oh, yeah. interesting. I remember my film professor. That was like the feather in his cap, my uh, film professor, Chris Hart. He said, uh, one of my students from like a year or two ago, uh, he just directed a movie called George Washington. Oh, I remember saying, cool, you got, a, you got a student who made a feature film? It was like amazing. So I watched that. And it was very good. And I'm like, oh, okay, my, my, uh, my teacher taught a real director. That's pretty cool. Was he a good teacher? What else do you have, October? <laughs> no, I love I loved Chris. Chris was a good guy. Very, he was very a very good, good, very good guy. I, there, there, you know, there's a documentary called Introducing Selma Blair. I, I find Selma Blair to be a very interesting actress. This documentary deals with her about battles with MS. So I think I'm going to actually ask for a link. I definitely uh, want to check it she's out. She's got MS. Yeah, she has MS. And it, when did she get diagnosed? About three, four years ago. That's... I yeah. did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever see storytelling? She's great. She's great in that. Do you remember her boyfriend, who she cheats on with her professor? I think he's got MS. Oh, interesting. And, yeah. And he and was played by uh, Fitzgerald. They, they got to place Tully. Tully and uh, mm-hmm. kids. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And he's playing this guy. He's got something going on. I think it's MS. And uh, he, he accuses her of only being with him because she thinks it's kinky. Yeah, I remember that. And now yeah. she's got MS. That's yes. shocking. I did not know that. She is something else. She's I a did not know very that. talented actor. So definitely want to check that out. So that's October 15th. Anything else on October 15th for you? No, that's it. I got those two. October 22nd, the big elephant in the room or the big worm in the room in the sand <laughs> is Dune. 
directed by what is that? I thought you were referring to the French Dispatch as a as a worm, as opposed to Dune being the elephant. I was really into that, and then I realized that you were talking about the actual Denis, worm in Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Is that what is that what it is? Villeneuve. I've been saying Villeneuve. Villeneuve. I think you're right. Villeneuve. Are you excited? This movie has been released in various markets already. Are you excited that it's coming out stateside or maybe HBO Max? Are you going to be watching it? I'll watch it in the theaters. I mean, this is spectacle. This. I don't know if anyone is working on the level of Villeneuve as far as spectacle, big screen spectacle. Christopher Nolan, obviously, you can say, but not. This is. This is. I don't. I, I get chills when I see the trailer, even though it's not something I want to see. <laughs> they just do the, with the music. It's just the production is it's there. It's okay. amazing. Okay, yeah, for me, yeah. You could uh, say you could save money by by staying home. Right? You've seen it? No, no. I'm just saying you could save money because you have HBO Max. Right? I'm most yeah. I'm going to see it in the theater though. Okay. I'm not going to save money because I, I pay twenty four bucks a month to see AMC movies. Oh, that's true. Three a week. Yeah. You okay. Don't. Okay. Fair. 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 I'm going to watch it on my iPad. <laughs> so it's pretty... I didn't like the first one. Yeah, um, okay. And I don't know if I, I can I can stand Timothy Chalamet if he is woven through the entire storyline. He was good in The King. I don't know if you've ever seen The King. He was, he was, he was so yeah. If you, if you want to actually, you know, you don't have time. But he's very good in The King. Very very convincing. He, he was good in uh, Call Me by Your Name. I just didn't uh, you know like that story. But uh, yeah, I I'm I I love what Villeneuve's done for the most part. Yeah, except Enemy. Enemy is just yeah, horrible. Enemy had me at times. Yeah, but then it lost me with that last shot. The last shot. I mean, I he's probably reading Kafka at the moment. I don't know what he's doing. What? What is that? What are, what are you? Doing? I don't know what. It's stupid. Call an exterminator. Yeah, that's a, a, a stupid ending. Let's say so it. dumb. Yeah, but Blade Runner is very underrated. Blade Runner two thousand forty. Blade Runner looks better than any movie in the last five years. I mean, it's amazing, it's amazing. how good that looks. And it's absolutely ignored that movie. Absolutely ignored. Mm. I wonder yeah. if this could be that. This is going to be one of those movies that hopefully, you know, because Dune is not, this is not a standalone. They're, they're trying to make another one, right? A, a sequel. So hopefully this movie does well enough so they can shoot again. The story is just so elevated and so over every, most everyone's head. I don't care about the spice. I don't, I, I, I'm, spice I'm, Wars. I, I, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll be able to access it this time around. Yeah. I didn't when I saw it with Sting and, and back in the <laughs> uh, David Lynch's. I did not care at all. And I didn't even like that documentary, Jodorowsky's Dune, like his version. Yo, you didn't like there were some interesting things in there, but like he would have made something trashy. I don't know the story very much, but do you understand why Dune is so obsessed by so many people? No? I think it's really smart nerds feeling really good about themselves. Uh, okay, because they they know the themes behind the Spice Wars and Polytreaties and the yeah, idea like they graduated about... from from Dungeons and Dragons. So this, this could be completely wrong. Yeah. I might be totally wrong, but that's the way that I imagine it to be. Right, like they've graduated from the kiddie stuff and like that. This is the adult nerd stuff that we're into. Okay, anything else other than Dune? There's a movie called <laughs> The Electrical Life of Lewis Wayne. It start. It's going to be. It comes out in theaters October 22nd. It stars. All I know is it stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Claire Foy, and one of my favorite actors right now. Just period. Andrea Riseborough, and I'm mm. going to watch anything that she's in. So that's the one I want to see. I think he's a Lewis Wayne. I think is it might be a painter or something. I don't know what Lewis Wayne is, but I'll see Cumberbatch in in any movie Will as you? well. So yeah, the, what is this one called? The Electrical Life of Lewis Wayne, and yeah, he's uh, it's a real character, and I think maybe a biopic on this on this guy. It's a uh, he's Lewis Wayne is quote an eccentric British artist, huh. and it, it centers on his life from the late 1800s through the 1930s. And again, like I said, the cast includes oh Olivia Coleman's in it, Taika Waititi isn't yeah. it? Toby Jones, Andrea Riseborough. Claire Foy. Very good, very good cast. <laughs> like that Claire Foy. Yeah, and it hits Amazon Prime the Video crown. in November. Yeah, the crown. So 
How about you? Anything else on October twenty second? Well, I mean, we got we we want to be a film podcast if we didn't uh, mention the French Dispatch, which is Wes Anderson. I think doing the most Wes Anderson Wes Anderson film of his entire Wes Anderson career. One of your favorite favorite filmmakers, right? Do <laughs> you like that? You like the Wes Anderson? I know you're not a big fan of his stuff. I like his stuff a lot, actually. Do you? But he does get. I can't. I can only take him in doses. Yeah. I can't go back to back on it. His Anderson style film. is something to behold for sure. I just can't take it for two hours. I just can't. Yeah. I don't think that the human mind can, and I think that people have lied to themselves, telling them I. So arrogant to suggest that I know what people like and don't like, but there's no way that people could like this. If I, oh, my, my hell, Greg is seeing this movie opening night with his audience. But you know, they'll, you, you they'll ha- laugh at every little thing. But then you have something like Moonrise Kingdom, which is very resonant, under, evocative, under, yeah, uh, uh, subtle, subtle, understated. Under, under, it was still Wes Anderson, but like you said, subtle and surprisingly a, a very, very good Anderson film. He's just two. He's obsessed with two D. That's true, right? Yeah. What's the one that he did? The hotel one. The the um, I forgot. I saw. I've seen them all. Budapest. Yeah, I like Grand that. Budapest. Do you like the Grand Budapest? That was more him than this one might be. Okay. Because that was a four three a shot four three. It was all two D. Everything was two dimensional. Annoying and for you. He makes like amazing commercials. He makes he, if and I've said it a thousand times. If they were like fifteen minute shorts, I would probably subscribe to whatever wherever I could find those. It just becomes unrelenting, and his audience laughing at every single smirk or look that that uh, Bill Murray gives is just it's it's maddening to me. Maddening. So Life Aquatic, I would assume Life Aquatic, Life Aquatic was- had a great scene in it, like with the boat, like that's something to behold. Like, but the story as a whole, just get it out. No, it's fantastic. Mr. Fox, love, love that. I mean, and yeah. Bottle Rocket, love the first two two acts. Yeah. But the rest of it, it, it always gets really depressing after this, like the halfway through the second act. It just gets really sad, and like b- bummer. Oh no! What happened? There's a bee. Where? In my pool. In your pool? Is that no? No, you can you can just let it drown, Anderson. Not sending it to heaven. No, not to. Oh, folks, he's uh, Anderson. I have bad experiences with bees, folks. I'm gonna just fill in this air gap right here. I was stung as a kid, and ever whenever I see a bee. Pass away on the on the floor. I'm um, I'm fine with it. And Anderson here's Anderson doing this like Doctor Kildare thing, and he's just letting the bee let go fly. Oh, the bee flew away, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if the bee stings me in about two seconds. So it's very good. Very you good. mean to tell uh, me you I'm got a, stung a, by a bee once, once as a child? And, and I know you and Anakis have been stung by bees uh, quite a bit on your Jeez, old great. domicile, and yeah. What happens when you and Atticus get stung by bees? Do you, do, how we do you say ouch, him? and he cries a little bit sometimes. Sometimes he doesn't. Do you put some ointment? Do you put like neosporin? No. What? It's, I, I, I used to, to swell something? up pretty pretty good, but I don't swell up anymore. I don't know what. I, I don't know if I got used to it or what. And he doesn't swell up at all. It's crazy. I understand this. He cries. Levels. Doesn't he cry? You see the bees? He did it the first few times. The first time he got stung by a bee was at uh, Farmer's Market in, uh, on La Brea, mm. famous mm. Farmer's Market. And... Uh, I was holding him, and, I, and he wanted to like grab something like that was like on a, a little bench, and I kind of lifted him towards it so he could reach to it, and somehow he got stung by something, and he freaked. And I took the stinger out, and he was screaming, but he was like one and a half. No, but okay, enough about bees. Wow. I saved that bee's life. He's off uh, pollinating the world now, and I feel better. Yeah, well, I feel like I've done so, I've done my part. I go I'm, to sleep I'm, now. I'm glad that you were the one to confront that bee or yeah. to to meet that it bee. Wasn't a confrontation at all. Was it kind of, I usually it was a heroic act. I, yeah, I usually 
I'm not very good with the bees. No, you're not. Okay, so that that's it. That is it. The electrical out- for October 22nd. Uh, we, yes, we but we still have 29th. October 29th. Remember, I said I was going to I was going to mention Paz Vega in our Patreon. We go, I mentioned Paz Vega in our Patreon. Paz Vega from Sp- Spanglish. She stars in this movie with Trace Atkins, Amy Smart. Amy Smart mm-hmm. and Thora, right. Thora, Thora Birch in this movie called 13 Minutes. Thora Birch is back. Thora Birch is back from what is it? American Beauty and Ghost World. But 13 Minutes. Her is, mom. You know who her mom is? No. Mm. Uh oh. No? Uh, She's popular? Book author? Something? I don't know. I, don't know. I, feel, I, I, I feel bad making this even more public. No, let's just move on. I'll we'll move on. We'll move on. Off, off, okay, off the show. Okay, off the show. Okay, so, but anyways, 13 minutes. It comes out in theaters October 29th. Should be a fun, guilty pleasure tornado thriller. I have the screening link. I don't know if it's any good or not, but if it stars Paz Vega, I'm going to watch it. And it's called? 13 Minutes. 13 Minutes. It's about a tornado uh, experience for 13 minutes? For 13 minutes, yeah. yeah. You think it's gonna, they're going to be true to that and like it's going to be 13 minutes of the movie? It's going to be like we'll a lead up? We'll, we'll see. Well, maybe there's going to be – who knows? It might, it might be a nice guilty pleasure. So they do a lot of cross-cutting and we get to see like, how different people are experiencing this thir- these 13 minutes. I can't believe you don't know who Paz Vega is. She's a very, she's a very good Spanish actress. She's, I, I do. I, if, I, if she's Spanglish. a lead in Spanglish, I, I've seen her. Yeah? Okay, I haven't so. seen her painted. Painted, but she, naked painted. She is, folks. Folks, we mentioned this on the Patreon podcast. Here comes Mister Mister Gregskin. My, my, this is my. I'm a bit of a perv. Also, on October first, there's a movie called American Night where Paz Vega appears. She's she's nude in, in a painting scene with. I, I think it was with Jonathan oh, Rhys Myers. Is she covered in paint? She's covered in paint. Oh, but you she see, is covered in paint. I thought that. But you see her. But just now, I thought maybe she's just being posing nude for the painting. No, no, but no. She's actually covered. And in it's paint. a love scene. They're they're on top of each other and they're smothering each Has other. Has anyone paint. ever painted a nude? figure onto a nude figure of course that's very meta painting very, very yeah very very meta painting yeah. but yeah torn- that's a tornado thriller 13 minutes do you are you going to lead up lead us off with some really interesting indie film for October 29th Anderson sure why not might as well Let's start with Scott Cooper's new one called Antlers. That has been in the can for how long? A while. And if you've seen the trailer, uh, you're probably going to be interested as I am. I am very interested in seeing what uh, Scott Cooper can do. Scott Cooper is a bit of a uh, downer of a director. His his subject matters include uh, uh, Out of the Furnace, which was a heavy watch, Crazy Heart, which was not as heavy of a watch, but still pretty heavy, right? And then uh, Black Mass, which... It was Johnny Depp who kind of led me astray with that one. I I, I liked that what that movie wow, was. You did that movie as well? Wow, yeah, right. It was very Goodfellas esque. It was a great performance by Jesse Plemons. My God, he's great. And then uh, he did Hostiles, which I didn't even see. Hostiles. I love Hostiles. Yeah. I didn't see Hostiles. Western so. with Christian Bale, very very good. Very Rory very. Cochran's very good in this movie. That movie as well, very underrated. I heard it's very like, dark and a very good plotting and no, anyways. Very, very good. He's got a new one called Antlers, which is what we're talking about here. And Antlers is a. Uh, it's a he's stepping out. I think of his comfort zone a little bit. It seems like a different type of movie for him. Uh, the uh, log line goes like this: In an isolated Oregon town, a middle school teacher and her sheriff brother become embroiled with her enigmatic student, whose dark secrets lead to terrifying, Greg, terrifying encounters with a legendary ancestral creature who came before them. Uh, the idea of a of a creature feature coming from Scott Cooper is very Sweet. enticing. Intriguing. Yeah, very intriguing. And I realize Black Mass, if we watch that again, that's one of those movies that might be a little bit better on a second watch. Maybe. But I just can't take Johnny Depp seriously. I can't. Anymore? Never. Jack Sparrow is like a sweet spot for me. And uh, the the character that he played on 21 Jump Street. It's not fair. I know that. Gilbert Grape? No. Donnie Brasco? No. Brasco? 
No. No, nothing. Okay, nothing on Johnny. Okay. Dead man? Jarmuth? Oh, I know, I know how you feel about Jarmuth. Fade the blacks? Yeah, no. So nothing on, nothing on. You got nothing. I just, he's just Johnny Depp. He's Johnny Depp showing everyone that he can act, but he's just Johnny Depp. He's never, ever lost Johnny Depp, except for maybe Jack Sparrow. That's, that's, and this is me. You know, maybe other people, he does slip into the role and they forget they're watching Johnny Depp. I, especially when he does comedy. Jesus. Oh, you're so funny, John. He's just not. Benny and June? No, get out. With your, with your doing Charlie Chaplin with, at the table. <laughs> Wearing your little hat. Oh, he's, you're so quirky. He's, he, you know, I, I, I apologies. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. He's great, yeah, yeah. but he doesn't talk. That's true. But he, he, for me, he ruined Fear and Loathing. He, he is not Hunter S. Thompson. Do you think Benicio would have done a better job, a slimmer Benicio del Toro for, for Fear and Loathing as Hunter? I don't care if he's fat or, or slim. It's my, my problem was Johnny uh, Depp being mm. trying to be Hunter S. Thompson. And it's just like, look, I'm being, not, I'm being nutty. It didn't work. I, for me, I, I, just, I don't think he's a great actor at all, and I think he's constantly trying to prove that he is. Has he ever been up for an Academy Award? I don't think so, but I, I, I like him. I, I, I kind of liked him in Donnie Brasco. And he and gets away with murder. Like, he manhandles his ladies, and he's like, you know. It's wait, true. Wait, yeah. And then everyone just forgives him, and like, wait, why? Hmm. Not, you're not a Johnny Depp guy. I, I, I loved says, him in 20 Jump Street. Like, I wanted to be him when I was a teenager. Yeah, not, not, not Richard Grieco. No, no, not, no, not no. the Greeks. No, I don't, I don't want. You know, I'm Asian, so I, obviously I want to be like Dustin. Dustin Wynn. So Dustin Wynn was a tight character. A tight character. <laughs> Twenty One Jump Street. He's uh, Philip. Uh, I mean, uh, Vietnamese, right? Yeah, Vietnamese. Vietnamese. Yeah. All right, that's it. Uh, that's you're it. not going to do the Edgar Wright film. I thought for sure you do Last uh, Night in Soho. No, I'm, you know, I'm not. An it's a horror film. I'm not like the Cornish trilogy. I'm not. In, I'm not Baby. What is it? The Baby Driver thing. I'm not into him yet that much. No, for, uh, I disliked Baby Scott, Driver quite a bit. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. I, I love Sean though. Sean of the Dead was fantastic. Yeah, but I. I I'm not a big, yeah. I, you know. I think Edgar. I, this is another unpopular opinion, like your Johnny Depp thing. I think and Edgar, my Wes Anderson. I, I think Edgar Wright is overrated, and, and one of the reasons he's got his why, audience. You know why? Because he's a huge cinephile. I think that's one of the reasons why, and he's so and he loves his Easter eggs. I appreciate the Easter eggs. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim. I did like that quite a bit. Okay, Scott Pilgrim and Sean. Uh, th- those are two movies I can get on board with. Hot Fuzz left me wanting at the end. It's just like really, that's how you get it. A- and what's the end of, what end of the world thing? The end of the world just definitely fell flat, mm. especially when it was going up against This Is the End that year, that summer. Remember? This is yes, the end. such yeah. a such a more fun movie. Uh, but Edgar, uh, I haven't seen the Sparks Brother documentary that he did. No, I know. And I don't know if I'm going to see the Soho. The, the trailer is not doing it for me at all. Have you seen the trailer for it? No, I don't. I'm not. I, you know, I think it's a little bit. It's, it's um, it looks pretty, mm. but I don't. I don't know if I'm going to be involved. Right. By the way, before we go, did you Last see? Did you, did you ever see? Did you ever see Coda on Apple? Yeah, I saw Coda. Very oh. upsetting. Did you I, cry? I'm very upset did, with did, that movie. Did you, oh, upset? Did you? Did you? Oh, upset in a bad way. It, it pissed me off. Get out! Really? Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a uh, lifetime movie, Greg. It's very soft, and then it got me at the end. <laughs> and I hate that it got me. <laughs> I hate that this <laughs> soft paint by numbers. <laughs> Movie got me. Okay, fair, fair. It got me good too. I was ugly crying. Uh, yeah, I was so uh, pissed, I, I, so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shed a tear too for going. All right, guys, we will see you next month. Thank you guys so much for supporting me and Anderson here on this year's cinematics. Subscribe to our Patreon if you can. Five dollar catch all tier. Anderson, you want to say anything before we out, we're out of here? Thanks, uh, guys, for allowing this to happen. I really have a fun time uh, with Greg. And uh, welcome to uh, the new spot, or at least for a little really while. Nice, wonderful. All right, good night, everybody.